Hello, beautiful people. This is Cerebral Flex again. Uh, this episode's about what uh, 2022 is going to look like. And uh, yeah, let's get right into it. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Oh, whoops. <laughs> I wanted the entire good. screen for a minute. It's all good. Happy New Year, everybody. This is airing New Year Day, even though we're filming it almost two months in advance. November 13th. Yeah, so some things may already come true or have changed or be different, but it'll be fun to look at. Um, so yeah, Happy New Year, though. Happy New Year. Let's hope this one's better than the previous several, but I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, that's not where my predictions are going. <laughs> no. Um, so you want to jump right into it? Sure. Um yeah, my number one prediction was that uh, many companies uh, that were not doing well before COVID um, have closed. So that going forward um, for small businesses, middle man, you know, middle businesses, yeah. things that aren't Amazon or Walmart. Yeah. Um, they're going to be initially like eventually phased out. Yeah, I think in uh, at the beginning of COVID and through. Geez, COVID started in 2020, right? So we're in mm -hmm. 2020. Well, no, 2019. Well, yeah, technically 2019, but the, the yeah. pandemic started in March of 2020, right? Yeah. Or that's when it, our official timestamp for it started. So I think by the end of 2020, over 50% of small businesses had permanently closed their doors. Yeah. I'm sure the numbers are even greater this year. So, um, yeah, I would predict that small businesses, for the most part, are not able to sustain themselves at all and are bought up and conglomerated by, you know, the big ones, but especially Amazon. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't I don't foresee things getting any better anytime soon when it comes to the small business sector at all. Big business is definitely still king. Um, I also, though, I don't see employment numbers going up at all in uh 2022 um they had something in the past several months of 2021 called the great uh the great walk-off where people are just quitting their jobs left and right and deciding that the either the wages that they're making or the jobs that they're doing are not sufficient um and i think that covid with the isolationist way that we have kind of made the approach to how we deal with the pandemic has driven a lot of people into states of mass hysteria and depression. Um, and I think that people just mentally, they're not, they're not capable of handling the jobs or what's being asked of them because companies say that they're hiring, um, but nobody is applying. And I don't necessarily think that people aren't applying due to the fact that they're lazy or they don't want to work. I just think people, have seen the narrative of um, the narrative of essentially, you know, essential workers are our our favorite and we respect them and we throw them pizza parties, but we're not we're not gonna pay them wages that are sustainable. And I think a lot of people, especially younger generations, are just they're just not gonna take it. Um, they see that the boomers have kind of messed everything up and they're rebelling a little bit whether that anything good comes of that uh that is to be seen but well, i also, see there's more incentive to stay home um with the government check 
If the if you're getting paid more than you would a job to yeah. stay home. Yeah. I don't I don't know if that's the case anymore though cuz then the I think the plus up expired. Did it? Yeah, I believe it expired in either September or October. I don't I don't think people who are on unemployment are making as much anymore. All right. Um so how are they living? I don't know. I think I think when it comes to the living portion, like people were already like so far behind when COVID started. And then we had like the mass layoff where we, we didn't pay anybody um, their wages, like how other countries did. So like in other countries uh, in Europe or even Japan, if they laid you off, they said, all right, we're going to, you, when you, when the pandemic's done, you're going to go back to your job. You're not actually laid off. You're just, you're staying home and the government's actually going to foot the bill for your wage. So what you were making, we're going to give you. Well, here we didn't do that. We didn't say, well, if you get fired or you get laid off due to COVID, your job, when COVID is over, you're going to be welcome back to it. And also we're not going to pay you a wage. They did give us the plus up for a little bit. Um, but I think so many people were already so far behind. And then the eviction moratoriums were in place and so forth and so on that uh, I think that people are just super, super behind already before it started. And now they're even more behind and they care. It's kind of like an apathetic thing. Like I either I'm going to get kicked out or somebody's going to save me at some point. Um, when the eviction moratorium does eventually expire, I've seen numbers of upwards of 10 to 20 million Americans will be thrown out of their houses um, or apartments or whatever. Yeah. And also like com coming from a landlord's perspective too, like if somebody hasn't paid rent in over, you know, six months to a year, <clears throat> that that's a pretty big loss. But are you also going to be able to find people if you kick your tenants out Um who are going to be able to afford rent because rent's so high now as well. Like it's, it's like a double-edged sword. It's not a position I would want to be in. Well, I think a lot of them are going to the banks for loans to upgrade their facilities so that they can get the bougie and upper class or, you know, upper middle class people inside those areas. They're gentrifying everything. Yeah. But upper class bougie people, they don't really want apartments. They want to buy. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're upgrading the facilities. They're making it nicer. They're upgrading the apartments? Yeah. Your... Yeah. Everywhere I've looked, they are basically, you know, getting rid of the people that can't <clears throat> shell out the money. And then they're upgrading their places and getting more white collar, you know. Maybe. I mean, I don't, I think most people who are middle class, they typically want to have that american dream thing where you have your house and your car and all that i don't think they're necessarily interested in renting unless you're uh someone who is maybe in between houses or like no, uh, no. talking about young people that are straight out of school right? <clears throat> oh uh-huh you know tech yeah. tech people lawyers mm. young young doctors vets whatever i mean there's a period of time where they're gonna need you know apartments before they can get a house Speaking of which, we could talk about schools. School numbers are, especially for higher education, is awful right now. Um, I think I've I recently read an article. I don't want to necessarily put false information out there, but I wanted. I, I thought it said 
two-thirds of men who used to attend higher education during COVID have just stopped altogether, um, which that's definitely concerning when you have a large swath of the uh, potential workforce just deciding to not not show up or participate in, in any type of way. I don't, I don't necessarily advocate that you need higher education or college um, to be successful in the job atmosphere. I think that there's a lot of people who go to school and they get bachelor's degrees and um, they wind up working in grocery stores and stuff like that because uh, the education system as it once was, especially when it comes to higher education, has been commercialized like everything else. And it means it means a lot less. Um, when everybody can participate and get a degree and it's just a big money-making scheme at the end of the day. Well, that, that's actually, um, coincides with my second point was, is that many colleges, uh, public, public colleges have closed. Yeah. Um, and it's the highest wave of closures in American history. Um, which <clears throat> it's pretty nuts. It is nuts, but I'm I'm not like upset by it either because they've kind of done it to themselves by making college so ridiculously expensive. Um, it's funny because I remember when I, I first started going to uh, college for the year that I attended, um, my mom, she had this narrative of, well, I went to school. And I worked a part-time job and I raised you because she was a single mom at the time. And I was able to pay for everything. But I, what I don't think maybe she realized is that from, from 1990 to around 2010 is when I attended college, um, the price of college had went up over like 300%. Yeah. R ridiculous. Exponentially, yeah. Yeah. So like <clears throat> I also <clears> – <throat> when it comes to – Baby boomers in general just annoy me because I think they're self-entitled dicks who wanted the world and ruined the world. Um, and I, I, but I understand the narrative of older generations who are like, well, I was able to get a house and go to school and buy a car and blah, 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 blah. Um, so why can't you? But what I, I think that we, we fail to have in that discussion is, is, housing has gone up exponentially college has gone up exponentially um right now at the supply chain crisis we're seeing things like gas and food go up exponentially like my god groceries have gotten expensive um so any like cost of living raise that you get this year like it, it wasn't really it wasn't really sufficient because you might have gotten a dollar but the price of you know certain certain foods and commodities have gone up by two dollars and that also brings in my thought of like almonds and uh different crops out in california because of droughts and wildfires and yeah a uh, lack of uh water to irrigate there's a lot less uh being harvested mm -hmm. um bees are dying at a dramatic rate which they use to pollinate those crops um i don't know if you know about how they do that but they move them from you know, like Dakota and the South, they move these bees by freight all the way to California to pollinate these crops. And a lot of them die in the process of transportation, you know, yep. transporting them there. 
There's a reason oh, that yeah. when all the bees were were dying, people were uh, freaking out about it in the scientific community. Like we we need them to pollinate because you know yeah. we need oxygen and, and and air to breathe and food to eat, and and they are a big contributor to making sure a lot of that happens. Yep. So yeah, for 2022, food prices will go up even more. You think they'll go up even more? Oh yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like uh, <clears throat> when they harvest for 2022, it's going to be even less crops than this. So, year. so bacon. Let's. I, I don't know the actual like number, but let's say bacon went up two dollars this year. Yeah. So, so next year, you're you're guessing it's going to be like three or four dollars more. I don't know how the bacon market is, <laughs> but I can tell you like things like um, you know almonds and and a lot of fruits. A lot of fruits and vegetables that come out of California are going to be completely uh, decimated. I don't, I don't know if this is just where I'm shopping, but like even like the fruit that you can get, like it doesn't look as good as it used to years prior. Like it looks a lot worse and it yeah. goes bad a lot faster. Yeah. Especially strawberries for whatever reason, strawberries, especially, but like in general, fruit does not last as long and it looks sh in shittier and poorer quality. Um, and I've noticed that in the, the past couple of years, cause my kids love fruit. So, yeah, I think the seasons are changing as well. So you're seeing yeah. <clears throat> certain things like apples that used to look good in, you know, August, not look good at that right. time of year anymore. So you might see them earlier or later. I mm -hmm. mean, leaves are falling later. The seasons are definitely changing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think people's socialization is also going to change. Um, just getting off the whole food topic, but my third point was that the people don't travel as much, therefore they are in their backyards socializing with people, which I think is probably the only plus side because I wanted to have a positive point mm -hmm. about 2022. So I think people being forced to socialize with their communities and their families and like people closer to them rather than taking that vacation money and going off to Europe or Asia or anywhere. I think mm -hmm. it's better that we stay here and build up our communities. But unfortunately the right and left are tearing each other apart. And that's was my fifth point. <laughs> so I mean, um, mainly consolidated to only right wingers hang out with the right wingers, left wingers hang out with left wingers and everyone's talking shit about everyone else. We have no like real harmony. And I think 2022 is going to be like, don't tread on me season. It's going to be angry Trumpers making fun of All right. idiot but Biden. We'll, we'll get back to that in a second. Okay. Sorry. But um, Going off the rails here. <laughs> um, I do agree that certain communities and stuff like that are going to probably become closer knit. And my, my big optimistic hope for 2020 with the amount of people walking off jobs, getting fed up, with uh you know wages or being exploited um there is such a thing as wage slavery and i think people are more hip to it now than they've ever been M my big hope for for 2022 is that you know with the strengthening of these communities and maybe the putting aside of of differences of maybe people of the left and the right to kind of band together and create worker co-ops like we haven't seen since the the great new deal um I, I i see that as more 
of a possibility than I did before. And I also see it as less of a possibility as I did before, because I would have thought in 2020 with the George Floyd protests and then in 2021 with a lot of the more authoritarian crackdowns by blue states and uh, some of the Biden administration's more authoritarian uh, ideals that people would uh, be rising up and, and getting a little bit more pissed off and also getting pissed off that he's fulfilled zero of his promises like I knew he would, which is why I refused to vote for him. Um, and nobody, nobody really talks about that in the more woke liberal spaces um, because when you're, you're a woke middle class person of the, of the liberal left, you don't really have the same problems as everybody else around you. Um, they just want to go out to brunch and, and eat their food. Whereas the workers, uh, they're getting fed up with it. And so my, my hope for 2020, if there's a positive note is a lot of worker strikes, a lot of community. 2022. Building. Yeah. 2022. You're getting Sorry. so old. You're forgetting the years. I know <laughs> <laughs> I turned 30. I turned 30 in 2020. So, Welcome. you know, 30s the new the new 20s what I what I've been saying cuz we live so long now. Um I turned yeah. 40 in 2 months so I don't really feel any sadness for your situation. <laughs> oh, that's fine. 40s <laughs> like the new 30 so you're good. Oh, is it? Yeah, it is. Literally. Uh, if you look at it in terms of like wages and stuff like that and how society like accepts you, mm -hmm. um yeah. You're, right. you're not you're not considered old anymore at 40, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you're more into like being uh, you're more normalized to being a wage slave by the time you're 40. Yeah. But they know that you're not going to be around for as long either. So they, so they pay you a little bit better. Touche. <clears throat> so that would be my <laughs> one big hope, like with the community building and stuff like that is like, the, there's kind of like a mass, like co-op co-op of, of sorts um, without, you know, corrupt union heads or anything or teamsters trying to, to dissuade people, but like a new movement. Um, I also, for the first time in this country's history, I also kind of see with the complete political apathy towards both parties, um, I, I do see the potential um, of there being a third party of sorts that, that it, it'd be the most viable time in the history of America for it to happen. Will it or will it won't? I don't know. I'm less hopeful for that than I am for the worker co-ops and stuff like that. Um, but as far as the divisiveness goes, I think in 2022, um, it's going to get more divisive because I think in 2022, um, with the just ineptitude of the Democrats um, to get anything done in a meaningful way to help people, um, their, their abject failure and finger pointing and, and need for decorum uh in 2022 there will no longer be a democratic majority in the house or the senate um i think it's going to be a republican landslide uh and that is very bad for several different reasons um it you're going to have another big red scare like the trump scare um but these republicans are actually going to be ideological, whereas Trump kind of was all over the place with his ideology. He didn't really believe in anything. He just wanted to stir his base up and create division. 
um, these people are going to be much more efficient at stripping away individual rights. Um, and meanwhile, the leftists are going to be eating each other alive about whether or not they should be more conservative or whether or not they should be more liberal and whose fault it is that they lost. And there will be a bunch of finger pointing um, and no lessons will be learned yet again. Um, I, I learned that the lessons of the left and its failures were not learned um, when Hillary Clinton ran against Donald Trump and ran to the right of him. And um, I, I knew that the lesson was was truly lost, and that they would there would never be any self reflection um, when the Democratic Party um, pretty much coalesced around stabbing Bernie in the back again in 2020 um, and propped up Joe Biden as their presidential nominee. Um, the Democratic Party, as it stands, um, it is not a liberal party. In any other country, it would be considered a far right party which shows you just how far right our politics are. Um, people like AOC who espouse things um, like universal health care and stuff like that, which the Democratic Party also sucks at fighting for um, because it's just a talking point to them. I'm not sure that any of them are actually serious about getting that done. Um, that's that's a fairly that that's a fairly liberal view in almost every other industrial country like you're you're considered like a liberal if if you believe in that conservative parties in other countries don't even talk about cutting social security or getting rid of medicare for all because they would never get elected so that's just how far right our country is when it comes to to things like social programs that would help the american people okay so bringing it back you think it's going to get more right the country's going to go yeah oh yeah the country's going to go much more conservative Mm -hmm. much more right um and what about the pandemic since it's gonna go super right and they don't really believe viruses exist or they don't they just think the weak should die off and only the strong should survive do you think because we're already having the worst surge out of any country right now and nobody's talking about it right now when a democrat's in power since you think it's going to be a red like wave coming in 2022 it's going to get even worse with the virus wouldn't it it's going to be less incentive to vaccinate, less incentive to wear masks, less incentive to be social distance. All that stuff's going to go right out the window. I think, I think, yeah, that's that's a potential possibility. But I think most of the people who want to be vaccinated at this point are vaccinated. Um, and it's only like fifty percent, so that's a big failure. Right. There's a big Didn't failure. Do any good. There's a big failure around the vaccination effort. There's a big failure around the messaging of the vaccines. Um, there's a big failure in the way that we dealt with the virus to begin with and how it's continued to be dealt with. Um, and I think a lot of people, if you look at Joe Pi Biden's numbers, he slipped in the polls because the greatest thing that he did for anybody was give the American people $1,400 checks after they promised to give everybody $2,000 checks. So they couldn't even do that right. Um, they had to use you know, well, you got the 600 from Trump, so we're just giving you the extra 1400 so it's 2000 That's not what you promised when you were campaigning and when you were in Georgia trying to make sure that your Democrats got elected. Um, the the technocracy of the Democrats is, is the death of that party, and the fact that they're also the same party as the Republicans. They just like to go out and espouse, you know, wokeness, whereas the Republicans abhor it. Um, you almost have to respect... Republicans for their 
um, lack of decorum when it comes to wokeness because at least they're being real about their beliefs. Yeah. All right. But like back to 2022, like, do you think closed contact industries will be phased out because of the lack of? What do you mean by closed contact industries? Anything like freaking barbershops, freaking strip clubs, uh, anywhere where you're close contact. Nope. So you think you think they'll just continue and people are just going to start dropping like flies and then we don't care? I think I I see a lot of them closing because a lot of them already have. I I think a lot of them have. I don't think you're going to see as many restrictions because there's going to be kind of a red wave that overtakes a majority of the states. I think in the the liberal states, you're still going to have things like mask mandates and stuff like that. But I think for the most part, you're going to see a lot of uh, more states like Florida where there is no um, mask mandate in place. But then you also have to look at liberal states like California, which is having one of the worst surges out of all the states, whereas Florida had a no mask uh, mandate and they're actually doing better. More people died much more quickly uh, and a lot more people caught COVID more quickly, but they've seemed to kind of overcome the worst part for now. Um, COVID essentially is here to stay. Okay, but like that would mean cruise ships, theme parks, things like that are going to go bye-bye. Uh, Walt Disney Company reported $4.72 billion lost in the last two quarters of 2020, and they've only made $923 million this year. That means that 2022 is still not looking so good for them. No. So yeah, I think I think movie theaters, theme parks, cruise ships, all that shit, it's going to be gone, man. So no, I don't, I don't agree with you there. I think that those are going to be definitely decimated. Their profits are already gone. They'll probably move to the streaming market like Netflix, and that's all Disney's going to be in the future. It's going to be a streaming yeah, when service. It, when it comes to movie theaters, I agree. But p- places like bars and strip clubs, like you said, they're not gonna they're not gonna close. They haven't this entire time. Yes, they have. Many have closed. Many bars and strip clubs have closed. Not not the ones around around me. Um, I. They're like, I, I frequent them a lot and that's not happening. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think that when it comes to close contact industries, yeah, the way that we're living life is going to be, it's going to be different. It, it has, stores, it online has changed. Increased. Yeah. Online shopping's increased, but there's, yeah. there's, there's still going to be big businesses that are always going to be open. What um, I'm saying is America has changed already. Right. The world has changed. Yeah. Right. Well, 2022 in our neck of the woods is a completely different landscape going forward. Yeah. That's what I, I'm trying to I say. also think that the the apathy around COVID is just going to, it's going to eventually dwindle because it's at this point, it's here to stay. I mean, Biden's uh, health administrator, even he said like, everybody's going to get COVID at some point. At some point, everybody's going to get COVID. Like it's not going away. It's like influenza now. Um, so if you're worried about getting COVID, and you you don't want to get hospitalized, then you should get the vaccine because when you get COVID, the effects of it are going to be much lesser. But you're only getting the vaccine for yourself because when it comes to getting the vaccine, you're still more than able to spread it to other people, whether they're vaccinated or not. Um, and you're going to get sick with it anyway. So if you're scared, my, my, my best advice is if you're scared of the virus, then go get the vaccine. Go get Go get the vaccine. But eventually you're going to get COVID. And then once you get COVID, 
you're going to develop certain antibodies and stuff like that. And there's, um, I, for, I forget the, the term for it that the Republicans are always fucking talking about. Is it, uh, God, my, I'm, I'm blanking on it at the moment, but, it, but essentially everybody's going to get it and it's going to become like the flu and you're going to need a shot every year. Like you do during flu season for it. Okay. So then my question becomes, what do you think the mental health is going to look like? I think it's only getting worse. I think it's going to be a dystopian oh, future. Mental health is, is our, was already bad before the pandemic. And then during the pandemic, I mean, you see it with the amount of men that are not going to college. A lot more men are, are staying home and they're not interacting with, uh, people of, of the opposite sex. Um, they're becoming much more antisocial because they're on social media all the time. And, uh, as all of us know, social media is, can be a toxic pool of yuckiness that uh, does not reflect how reality is at all. I think uh, the mental health crisis, more so when it comes to men than women, is is going to be there's going to be some big ramifications for it. Um, if you think of it in just like the 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 monkey part of the brain, the the natural like hunter gatherer type of mindset. Uh, if you're, you're sitting at home and you're not interacting or contributing anything uh, to society in a broader sense, and you don't feel like you have any worth, that's only going to make your mental state worse and worse. Um, and I know there's a lot of people who jump on the culture war wagon of like, Oh, men are, you know, they're, they're being, they're being oppressed because all the the women want the rights and the transgenders want the rights and blah, 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 blah. And I think that's a fairly disingenuous argument when <clears throat> we're talking about mental health and the way that uh, men are interacting in general with uh, the world. I, I don't see mental health getting better. I only see it getting worse in, in the coming years um, with virtual reality um, becoming a big thing as well. Um, more men consume virtual reality and technology than women just by numbers. So they're going to get sucked into virtual reality worlds. And they're so not maybe gonna... women will be the dominant uh, counterpart and then they'll run the world and things will get better. Maybe there'll mm. be less war and death and imprisonment. And I, I highly doubt that, but I'm just trying to be idealistic. I know you like it when I am. So I'm, I'm trying to put out <laughs> I don't... happy thoughts here. I, I don't think if if women uh, run the world that it's necessarily gonna they're gonna do a better job of it uh, than, yeah, I disagree than the men there. would do. Why I do totally you, disagree there. Why do you disagree with that? Uh, men are violent. <laughs> number one, um, we're all about measuring our dicks and like who's the richest, who's the strongest, who's the smartest. I feel like women are more competitive in other ways. That don't affect society so drastically. I think anybody who's seeking power should not be trusted with power because well, I don't true, think but... I don't think the country would be in an, any better of a state under Hillary Clinton than it would have been under Donald Trump. I would like to see it. How about that? I would I would I would pose that if you put world, all women as world leaders, you would see a dramatic decrease in war, uh, rape, poverty, anything dealing with children. I am an entire feminist when it comes to political power in the hands of women. I have no... Oh, I'm not saying that women shouldn't have political power. No, I have no trust in men as, as leaders, is what I'm saying. I, I do have, not trust men as leaders. I have no and trust I think, in, 
anybody as a leader, uh, whether well, your yeah, sex I mean, is male or female. I don't think anybody does a better job than anybody else. Interesting. Yeah. When, it, when it comes, there's that that old quote: uh, "A man, uh, a person who wants power for power's sake, um, is is not a good person." And I don't I don't think if women were running things that the world would be uh, any better off. I think the people, the women that would want to run things um, would be vindictive and narcissistic like men. And they would do a lot of things that would not only hurt men, but hurt women too. Women who are in power hurt women's rights just as much as men. And I think that's incredibly disgusting as a feminist because <clears throat> I think you you would you would think if a woman was in power that she'd do better things for women, not not hurt more women. It's, it's I don't. I'd I like don't... to see the numbers on that thought of yours. I don't know if I agree with that. And you think that that war would be the same? You think we'd have just as much murder and death? That's yep. very interesting to me. Considering women have children, I I, I disagree. They'd be less likely just to because lock up women people. have children doesn't make them like pariahs of society. There's plenty of moms that kill their children. Mm, the numbers are pretty low. Oh, the amount of men yeah. that kill their whole family and kill themselves is a lot higher than women that do that. In fact, murder in general is mainly done by men. So, um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not with you on this one. It's fine that, though. That's we can a, disagree. That that's okay. <laughs> but I think that as somebody who's into numbers, um, you also have to look at the way that society in general, when it comes to the legal system deals with women, a lot less women are found guilty of murder because a lot of court systems don't believe that they're capable of murder or they take more sympathy on females and give them lesser sentences and stuff. Um, I think there's just as many monstrous women as there are monstrous men. I think there's a lot of moms that abuse their kids just as much as men. Um, I don't think, I don't think it's a, I don't think the gender argument when it comes to who's the morally superior, um, is a very good one because I think it's all based on the individual versus what sexual organs oh, I, you I, have. I wasn't trying to bring up their mental state or how moral they are. I'm saying how violent they are. In my experience, I've only seen fights pretty much men and men. And I mean, I've seen some women fight, but nothing like men. Men are like crazed gorillas in the jungle that want to slap each other over the head with large poles and each yeah, when it, yes, if we're talking about physical, physical violence, like, yes, men per capita are going to be more physically violent. That right. doesn't, however, mean that women don't fight each other in completely different ways. Right. So on a global stage, don't you think there'd be less war? No, that's weird. If you know they're less violent, but you disagree, there'd be less war. No, because what is war fought over? Lots of things resources okay so just because a woman's in charge doesn't mean she's just going to give up her resources because kumbaya i have children so i'm going to take care of the children of the earth i think i'd like to see it we've never given them a chance we've never given women a chance to run this thing it's always been men ruling everything that i mean i'm if women ran everything that i'm not i'm not against it i think they'd fuck it up just as bad as we do interesting yes I have, I guess it's not even a man woman thing with me. I feel like if you've been oppressed, like uh, if black people ran the world or any oppressed people ran the world, people that have been mistreated and abused, 
mm-hmm. more so in higher percentages. I think they're going to stop and think about what they're doing a lot more. Nope, I don't agree. Yeah, I, don't I, mean, agree. I see that. It's interesting. Um, uh, when it, if we want to talk about people who are oppressed, we talk about our great president Barack Obama and all the shitty thing he's done to black people. I do not believe it. I believe that power absolutely corrupts. I don't think no matter how altruistic you are, I think that when you eventually have power, um, that power gets to you and you, you become a bad person and you become the oppressor. Um, I, I don't believe the narrative of people who are more oppressed would be better leaders. Disagree completely. Cause I've seen it happen time and time again, marginalized people, marginalized sexes, marginalized this or that they get power and they completely fuck over all the people. Um, that Can you give an example? Cause I've never seen an example of that. Uh, Barack Obama. I just gave He's you. He's not one. a marginalized person. He was raised <clears throat> in a pretty wealthy environment. He he still used his ethnicity. Yeah, as like a Kamala black Harris. Person. He's not black, and neither is Kamala Harris. So like, uh, these people that use their black genetics to say they're black. No, to be black. <laughs> is, All right. So uh, we'll take we'll take another example. Um. So I don't know. If Little Wayne was president, I don't think black people would be any better off. No. I just don't. No. But he's already said that he's not really uh, focusing on any of that. He just cares about money. Right. right. So so that's what I'm saying. Marginalized people, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you were to give them the power. You gave it, Native American women all the power of this country to make decisions. You think there'd be just as much war? Uh, at some point, yes. Interesting. All right. The Native um, Americans were were all like not not to you know say that the na- we haven't done awful things to Native Americans, but Native Americans were fighting each other before we got over here, whether yeah. there were women running the tribes or not. So war, so Africa, war. but it doesn't. They weren't doing it to the same degree, and they weren't doing it in the same way. Do but anyway, um, my next prediction was introverts will continue uh, to be happier. With the world of isolation, I disagree. I think I don't think that uh, COVID helps introverts at all. I'm happy with it. I haven't been asked to go to any parties. I'm totally cool with it. I really, yeah. Like it. When it comes to social events, you're going to be happier, but you're still yeah. isolated. And whether you're an introvert or not, you do need some amount of uh, meaningful interaction with people. So I think it kind of comes down to the same, um, the same issues that everybody suffers when it comes to um being isolated and alone whether you're an introvert or not i think it affects you in a in a mental way whether it affects you more or less that that there's arguments for that but i think that uh introverts in general are not thriving as well as we probably think they are Hmm. well i wasn't having very many meaningful dialogues with people when everyone was hanging out anyway so i'm very good being here and <laughs> like meaningful dialogue. What, what is that do people really even have deep discussions anymore it's all about oh i have a, a traeger smoker and I, I i smoke my meats at this temperature i got a new thermometer and oh what's on sale at the grocery store oh that's as meaningful as people get So far, in my experience, <laughs> what's on sale? What grocery store just opened next to you? Fuck. It's like pulling teeth trying to have a meaningful conversation. 
But yeah, I think maybe you're just hanging out with the wrong people. <laughs> yeah, sure. But even when I hang out with cool people, it's not like the conversation goes to many dubs. Usually you just catch up with one another. How your family's doing. Yeah. I mean, I need to go down and hang out. I need to hang out with you and I need to hang out with my friend down in Urbana. And oh, you've been saying that. You've been saying that for two years, sir. <laughs> well, he came up, Sean came up and visited me last year. Oh, was, did he? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Good. We just talked in the backyard, but again, a lot of it was catching up. Yeah. It didn't get down to our like, you know, our deep. our weekly discussions. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably the only deep conversations I have in a week other than with my wife. And she's usually burnt out from work all the time, so she can't have that many deep conversations. Mm. So, yeah, I would say my environment is mainly uh, surrounded by business people that primarily only think about profit. Uh... Yep, that's my life. And so, yeah, for 2022, I see less depth and I see uh, more business, more big business. And uh, like you said, more right wing takeover and less care for the planet. General Sherman's about to burn to the ground. Biggest, oldest tree on Earth. Uh, you know, fires are going to get hotter. They're talking about gigafires now. They're the minimum amount of acreage is a million acres burned. Yep. Um, that's what I see for the future. More divisiveness, more fires, less depth, and uh, yeah, more consumerism. The funny thing about the virus when it comes to consumerism is <clears throat> while my, my wallet doesn't quite enjoy having to pay a higher price for necessities and stuff like that, the supply chain crisis is quite funny because people <laughs> want to consume, but they can't. And I think that is, that's quite hilarious. Um, <laughs> I think but. with 2022, we haven't even talked about for 2022. That was the other thing I wanted to talk about. <clears throat> so that's what we're talking about. 2022. Yeah. So last big thing. <clears throat> Obviously, no discussion of the future is complete without talking about, you know, the two plus year long presidential running bid cycle. Do you think Joe Biden runs again for 2024 or do you think no, I, I think he'll die before then? You think Joe Biden dies before 2024? OK, either physically or mentally. Yeah. I mean, I think mentally, I think mentally he was dead by 2020. Anyway. I mean, to the point where he's not clinically able to do anything. Okay. So <laughs> in, in, in the case of, of Joe Biden's death or demise, either, either one, you, you think that um, you don't think he runs again in 2024? Absolutely not. I, I see honestly Kamala Harris being our president before 2024. Okay. Uh, all right. So, I do. Kamala Harris, 2020. I mean, if he doesn't run again in 2024, it's almost always the vice president runs as the lead of the party. You know what I mean? And no one likes her, so I don't <clears throat> think there's a chance for her. So definitely a Republican president will be in. Right. So do you think Donald Trump tries to run again? Yes. You do? Yeah. No, he 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 runs that party. Yeah, he does run the party. Hardly that's, any Republicans that's what, would dislike that guy. That's what I find interesting. Like, I don't know. 
because he is also old, although he's much more there. Um, but but he's also pretty old. But he does run that party. So I I was I was wondering if he does run again just because you know he has his own ego. Um, and he I love the camera. He did love the camera. I think for the most part, governing bored him, but he loved the the attention and mm-hmm. and and the crowds and stuff like that. Um, I I was more interested to see if you think that he kind of. He still runs the party and he's still the kingmaker, but he allows somebody else to run and he kind of anoints them as the president. Do you do you see that? Or you just see him straight out, I'm president. He is not the Donald type Trump. of man. He is not the type of man to let anyone else take power. So Donald Trump 2024. He's an entire egomaniac. No one else is smarter than him. No one else is better than him. And if he and, runs, yeah. if he yeah. runs and it's I mean, Joe Biden, I don't think he's going to be able to. And if he does, that would be an awfully bad choice. And uh, no, Kamala, there's going to be gerrymandering as well. A lot of rigged shit going on they're, The way they're doing voting down in the South, there's it doesn't matter how many left wing votes because they the way they have the polling locations and the way they are running the voting rights and laws. Yeah, you're I mean, a lot in Illinois, Democrats are doing the, the exact same thing. Um, both sides of the aisle do it when they're empowered. They're both right? dirty. Yeah, um dirty <laughs> but if if kamala harris is is the democratic nominee in 2024 and she runs against donald trump i she is going to get trounced so hard yeah um she is nobody likes her <laughs> no she has an approval rating as low as congress dude she is the fakest speaker i have ever seen in politics yeah she's so fake yeah, I can't. I can't well, stand her. Well, well I can't for all the any of these people, for all the lefties, I don't think Bernie runs again. Um, nope, he's too old. He's he's had a shot at it twice. It's not going to happen. And um, he sold out. And he he did sell out. Um, I've seen people talk about other people like Amy Klobuchar and Pete Buttigieg and all that. They're both boring, bland, corporatist yeah. sellouts. Don't like yep. them. Yep. Uh, some people have have been like, oh. AOC. Um, I think AOC is way too divisive a person to ever hold the office of president. Um, Why? Trump did it. Huh? Trump's like the most divisive president I've ever seen. She's divisive in the wrong ways, though. She's divisive in the culture war. Nobody likes culture war woke signaling. Like people like like most people who vote, they don't like that shit. They just don't. They don't like people who constantly talk about, you know, what pronouns you should be using or um, a lot of, a lot of the, the shit she espouses one, she can't get anything done. And two, like I, people just, when it comes to the broader scheme of electoral politics, I don't foresee her ever holding the office of president. It's not going to happen. People just don't like her. She's well, every time I see her on Instagram, she's just talking about like some new drink she had in like some other country and how it tastes like some port Puerto Rican beverage or it's always some lame ass. And then she'll 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 tweet out tax the rich while she attends a Met Gala that yeah costs thirty thousand a ticket yeah twenty thousand a ticket or something like that with her boyfriend stupid. stupid she's part of the elite and she tries to act like she's not what what we need is a real person from the real either gutter or the middle class that has been through some shit and really cares about people but that's not going to happen because the military industrial complex financial markets large corporations and everyone have their their hands and everything. Just I think, like the media. That's why the media, you know, 
I uh, think to end this 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 conversation, and yes, the media. I think we've me and you have beat the media to death <laughs> in our conversations. We about need how, to continue beating because yes. they keep getting back up. They do, uh, but if it makes <laughs> you feel better, their numbers are way down since, since Biden's been president. Like all news networks, with the exception of Fox, obviously, are, are having terrible viewership. They want Trump back in office again because, man, during during the Trump era, they could fearmonger like no other. Um, but he depressed me more than anyone else. Trump made me depressed. I mean, cops were shooting black people at even more. Like the statistics for black people getting murdered by cops went up so high and nobody cared because the guy running the show didn't care. Yeah. Kyle Rittenhouse is about to be acquitted. Yeah, like, I was going to ask you country, about that. Do you think do you think he gets in. acquitted? Because I think no, he gets acquitted. No, fuck that dude. If you go somewhere purposely with a firearm, right? Mm-hmm. What was he doing there anyway? He's 17. He didn't he's not even from that state. Right? Regardless of that, I, I think he gets acquitted. Yeah, he will. I don't think OJ Simpson should have been acquitted. I don't think this kid should be acquitted. That our justice system's fucked up. You shouldn't just go traveling around if with assault rifles. If you're judging if you're judging him on just the fact of, of self-defense, having I judge him on motive. What was his motive of going up there? Yeah. Yeah. But if you're Start judging there. if you're judging based on on the the self-defense narrative, which is primarily what it's based off of, and you watch the footage, the case for self-defense is very compelling. Yeah. Now we can talk about obviously there's a much more nuanced discussion that should be happening whether it's about the motive, the fact that he crossed state lines carrying a weapon that had bullets in it that are, are meant to kill people. <clears throat> um, I think those are those are discussions that are not being had. I My fear with his acquittal is that it sets a very, very dangerous precedent with the amount of turmoil and civil unrest this country sees um, all the time. Um, one of the things that I've been learning about in more recent years is the the far white nationalist mm -hmm. proud boyish uh mafia that is not only running our political system but how terrorist ideology ideology wise they are it goes back to the 90s with uh ruby ridge and the oklahoma city bombings uh, white nationalism is a very dangerous terrorist. Um, well, the FBI uh, just did classify white nationalists as terrorists. Like, and it's yeah, not even well, what's the on. FBI doing about it? Nothing. They've always exactly. loved them. They're exactly. like best friends. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I think, I think he, he'll get acquitted and I think it'll set a bad precedent. Um, Yeah, 2022 looks more racist, more ignorant, more consumeristic, more fires, more more water rising, more floods, more earthquakes, more virus, and uh, maybe more co-ops. <laughs> so what I was going to say to leave it off on is everybody likes to talk about FDR as this president who did the Great New Deal and he was amazing and he gave us all these great things. What we never talk about, though, 
is FDR said, make me do it. He was more than happy to pass the legislation and start the social programs that he wanted to, but he knew that without the people out in the streets protesting peacefully, who they they weren't they weren't throwing rights or anything like that, but they were they were walking off their jobs. The country was in a state of of unrest, and and they said no. These are our demands. These are what we want. He knew that having the workforce do that was the best way to get those things through. He was of the bourgeois class. A lot of people forget that. He had a lot of money. He came from a wealthy family. But he was forced to do these things because people stood up and they protested. And what the left's biggest problem has been in the past 30 years with the Clintons, Obama, and now Joe Biden, is as soon as you get a blue person in office, you do not extract anything from them. So this has to do with your prediction? Huh? Yes. That we're going to walk off our jobs and maybe start a change? Yes. Interesting. That, that's my, that is my hope for 2022. Force them to do things that you want them to do. Because unless the workforce stops going to work and producing goods and pushing their goods for them, they're never going to give you anything they want. They're more than happy to give you universal health care and free college if it makes you a happy worker. But they don't have to. So you have to make them. At the end of the day, corporations and the dollar are always going to rule our lives. Uh, I don't see a way out of capitalism. It was Mark Fisher who said, it's easier to imagine the end of the world than it is to imagine capitalism. Um, Ending. The end of capitalism. Yes. Yeah. So we're always going to have corporate overlords. But if you make them uncomfortable and you pressure them enough, you can get things that will make the quality of life for everyone around us be a little bit better. Um, at the end of the day, though, I hate politics. I hate all corporations. I think that the entire system should be burnt down and everybody should go back to, to living in small communities and uh, anarchy in the streets. <laughs> I just want to, I just want a people that is more educated and actually more community based and actually loves each other instead of black and white and right and left and gay and straight and all the other bullshit that we argue about while the planet's fucking burning. Yeah, it's like we if don't we have actually, our priorities straight at all, and we don't we don't we have. Act, a if we actually focused on taking care of each other and educating, because our education system's terrible, the the yeah. world would be a lot better off. Yeah. Think of all, right. all the think of all the scientific advancements that we could be making in a way that would be helping the earth and ecosystems and populations if we weren't fighting one another. If we took all the money that we're spending on war and extracting resources and we put it into discovering ways to live harmoniously with nature but also have these amazing technological advancements that we have. You read like, that book by Jacques Fresco. Didn't I send that to you? No. What? No. You, oh. You did not send a, that to me. You've, the only book you have sent me is uh, the Neil deGrasse Tyson book. Oh. Yes. Well, then I, I will I will come to your house and make you read that Jacques Fresco book. <laughs> it's about a resource-based economy and how uh, monetary economies are, number one, a lie, and number two, mm -hmm. horrible for the planet, and how... The future could be if you want to be some lazy person and sit at home all the mm -hmm. time, he's going to let you do it mm -hmm. and resources will be provided to you.
but eventually you're going to realize that you're not productive and in the natural instinct of a human is to be productive mm-hmm. and they're going to want to include themselves in society. And so I kind of like that, uh, reverse like, like logic, that. <clears throat> reverse psychology. Um, yeah. Yeah. Jack, Jock Fresco is, is he, I'm assuming. Yeah, he died, French. but he wrote a lot of good books. And I'm he, assuming he, he's French. Uh, I don't know. He lived in Florida. Oh. His, his, his name sounds very French. Yeah. Yeah, definitely check it out. Yeah, you'll have to lend it to me. He was a futurist, self-described social engineer, and he, uh, hmm. you know, developed little cities. You can still go to his little park in Florida. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So what we've learned is things look dire, but if yeah. we we band together, you know, and we, we stop fighting each other, good things can happen. I don't know how many more times we can say that, but this is our message for 2022. Instead of fighting one another, instead of trying to fight the Trumpers, why don't you try and be friend with be friends with a Trumper and and see if maybe maybe you could change their mind. Maybe actually I'm talk friends to with people. Trumpers. I have never changed their mind. I've I've been friends with Trumpers and I've changed their minds. Have you? I have. Oh well, maybe you have more patience than I do. I do. <laughs> you, i'm still trying to convince you there's hope and it's seven years so <laughs> and every year it gets worse <laughs> i make you see glimmers of hope every now and again all right so on the schedule for this year our next one we're gonna have the fibonacci sequence the golden ratio and sacred geometry if that sounds boring to you uh it's Thank not you no no (laughs) we're trying to be more positive this year all right (laughs) i'm retracting that fuck you if that doesn't sound interesting to you this is going to be a lot uh it's not gonna there is going to be a little bit of math involved but it's not going to be nearly as much math as as the quantum uh mechanics one and it's essentially going to be talking about the psyche and how we see numbers in nature and how it's all interconnected. It's going to be math in a spiritual sense. And we're, we're going to speak it in as many layman terms as we can. Um, after that, we're going to do what killed the dinosaurs because, you know, we have to have a random one every now and again. <laughs> um, and then we're going to, we're going to go into to some philosophy and and try some philosophy episodes so our first philosopher we're going to talk about is nietzsche and then we're going to talk about uh postmodern french philosophy and the postmodern french philosophers and all that so uh we hope you guys uh had a safe and wonderful 2021 i know i did and uh let's hope this year is better and uh hope we still have an audience to uh to watch us and hope we still have a planet yeah have a good day Hit the like button, subscribe. (laughs) Bye.